following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, now sponsored by AkaiCon, August 7th through 9th at the Cool Springs Convention Center in the Franklin Marriott Hotel. Go to akaicon.com now for more information and how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... The founder of ToonamiFaithful.com, Pump Skrillo. And... The Samurai Derail Maddox. And... Your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. And... Jen, a.k.a. Tarzana. Yay, back from vacation. Yay! This is going to be a bit of a different episode because, as... You may probably know by now, and hopefully know, there wasn't the usual lineup on Toonami this week. They played a Dragon Ball Z Kai marathon for six episodes and finished the night with the usual Attack on Titan rerun. So we have nothing to recap. And that's Perfect it. trend, baby! Perfect trend! Uh, well, I guess you could look at it that way. DBZ Kai did trend. Don't take away the trend, baby, okay? We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Yes, we are getting ahead of ourselves. First is a, a little teaser of what is to come in this episode. We have a topical discussion. We have some big news that was only briefly mentioned in the previous podcast. And we also have a very special interview with Sarah Hardy, one of the fantastic editors of Toonami. And you thought this episode was going to be short. It's not going to be as long as last episode, oh. I tell you that much. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, I don't even recall how many hours it took to finish that. <laughs> and yet, and yet, too many. <laughs> even though it was that long, we are over at this point 360 plays and downloads on SoundCloud alone, and it's only been f- almost 48 hours. So, at the time of recording, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 of putting it out, it's been 48. Well, yeah, it's time of recording right now, but. That's what I meant, yes. At the time yeah, so. which we are recording this, which good. is Monday. And you might think yes. that a podcast recorded on Monday would be reasonably out on Tuesday or Wednesday, but it's all just a matter of when I have time to do this. Yes. <laughs> and it just so happens. We really want to try to put out the podcast earlier, but a lot of you have seem seemingly been wanting this podcast on Saturdays because... Looking at the plays and downloads for SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher, it's like, maybe Saturday should be a permanent thing? Maybe, if the if the numbers keep up. Right. So if Toonami Preflight comes out on uh, Tuesdays, then what are we going to be called? Toonami Boarding Process? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Well, yeah. like, like I was saying to Sketch, and, and I'll say this briefly too, um, it, it's interesting because if we put the podcast out on Saturdays, Everybody has already seen pre-flight by then. And also, that's the night when, obviously, Toonami is going to be on. So, you know, we have a lot of attention of people that are watching Toonami. So, um, because clearly so, more pe- people are craving more Toonami on Saturdays. And apparently we can provide. <laughs> yes, apparently. <laughs> we know you had a, have a lot of choices on your Saturday night programming. And we thank you for choosing Toonami. <laughs> And especially our our podcast this week. Um, speaking of that, it's probably going to be out before Saturday, 
hopefully. Yeah, we're going to try uh, a little experiment here. And all you folks that say you want it before Saturday, you want it on Wednesday or Thursday or even before that, y'all better be listening to this right now <laughs> when it's posted because that's you. that's how you vote. Right. You vote with your clicks, with your downloads, with your ears. And, you know, honestly, if if the numbers don't pan out, Saturday's looking real good. Yep. And trust me, with Sketch's schedule, I'm sure he would love to put these out on Saturday instead. It certainly would yes, work better we'll... into my typical week. Uh, yeah, so completely unrelated to that. Uh, just wanted to briefly mention that I recently posted a opinion piece on ToonamiFaithful.com regarding patience and piracy. Because, as many people know by now, there has been no news on the American front for Dragon Ball Super, and the natives have gotten restless. Oh, yes. <laughs> to say the least. To the point where they have actually even gone so far as to watch it raw, with meaning without subtitles at all. That's a certain level of dedication. That's desperate. That is desperate. Now, that is desperate. I think we can all agree, a new Dragon Ball series coming to America is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And I personally don't right. think it's going to be that long until we get some news on this. But until then, please read the article, uh, comments in the comments section if you feel you have something to rebut or Already. agree with. Oh, Facebook? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, nothing brings out the uh, the pirates like a <laughs> some kind of post about piracy on Facebook and I, I I texted Sketch last night and I'm like, um, you know you blew up Facebook, right? <laughs> you're like, oh really? I'm like, yeah, go look. And you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know nothing brings out the pirates like calling them out on their illegal activities. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like there's just this little bit inside of them that realizes what they're doing is wrong so they hate when somebody tells them that what they're doing is wrong because they're like yeah it's wrong but i still gotta do it yeah matter of fact i commented on somebody who did under the tsunami faithful you did i saw that you were one of the people that were on that post so you know you're also gonna get a lot of people who are probably gonna be like it's not piracy because it's not licensed no it is yes. it is the property of somebody yeah. it is somebody's intellectual property you are not paying to see it, to enjoy said property. Therefore, it is piracy. But I, I will say the one thing that is concerning that should have happened before the first episode. It should have been licensed over here so that some of the pirates, the pirating wouldn't have happened because then Funimation could have actually, which, uh, as they you said, think it, piracy it, so. wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Well, you know what I mean. Like, they would have been able to kind of, I guess, patrol a little bit better. But I I'm just saying, like, it would have been... I always love that analogy because it's, it's kind of like you put out a jar of cookies and you say, <laughs> don't eat it. And then and the kids are going to climb, the... climb up there and take it and blame you because you left the cookies out. Yep. Right. I'm telling you, man, people are thirsty for uh, Dragon Ball Zuba like <laughs> are for pictures on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> thirsty. 
yeah, there'll be plenty of people to argue, well, I'm just going to watch it this way, and then I'll support the official release. Yeah, that's admirable enough, I guess, but come on, just wait. Yeah, just have a little have a little patience. You had to wait for Christmas. So why do you have to wait for this? You know, so what's so wrong with waiting for um, something for Dragon Ball Super? And I'm not going to I'm not going to say that I'm, you know, that I'm completely blameless in this whole thing. It's like, you know, have I watched stuff that wasn't licensed? Yeah, I'm really I really, really am sorry that it had to come to that. But um, the big show that um, I did that for was uh, Higurashi Kai. Guess what? Now it's out. And guess what I'm going to do? As soon as I have money, I'll watch it. I'll buy it because I like it. Back but in the day. Same time, but does that excuse the fact that I had no... Um, does it excuse the fact that I went out and watched it via illicit means? No, not at all. <laughs> right. Man, we 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 all used to live in the wild west of the internet, where there seemingly were no consequences for piracy of any kind. (laughs) But we've matured since then. I'd like to think, Mm -hmm. and we've gotten to the point where some have, most haven't. (laughs) We've gotten to the point where it's just way, way easier to not do it because typically a simulcast is available or it is going to happen soon enough or a some kind of legal American release is available in the United States. Right. Uh, not not right. so much Canada. Always. Just, look at, <laughs> just look at all the stuff that's coming out. Funimation has like, what, 20 shows this uh, just this uh, summer season. That's an insane number. I didn't even know they made that many shows this uh, per Believe season. Believe it or not, Crunchyroll <laughs> still has more simulcasts this season. Exactly. So now that so many shows are getting licensed, you really have no excuse. Yeah. If, I'm talking about if you're that thirsty to watch anime, uh, I do have free pass from Crunchyroll. Hit me up on Twitter and I'll give them to you. Hell, I can't even get a away. <laughs> I'll take one. And okie dokie. I feel like I never Just run out down. of anime to watch at this point. It's pretty <laughs> insane. So I am going to wait for Dragon Ball Super because it's not going to be that long. Don't no. even worry about it. And I, and I'm sure that Funimation will be involved, whether they are the license the the people that license it, or they're just you know involved using the voice actors and actresses. You know, I can't see them not being involved with this. Yeah, it would, a lot it would of people, definitely a lot of cause quite the uproar if Funimation's oh, cast yeah. was not used in any capacity. Oh, they would be so, so many people. No, Dragon Ball Super is now going to be voiced by the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. <laughs> gonna oh, and I've always wanted to voice now... Teenage Gohan. <laughs> oh, yes, I will now be Black Goku. <laughs> and... I'll be Chi-Chi. <laughs> instead, of that, instead of that scene where he's uh, flying through space and he, he sees the beer and he goes, no, I don't need this. I need the sports drink. It's going to be the opposite now. <laughs> beer? Who wants that? <laughs> okay. And of course, we will have we will have Jim as White Piccolo. <laughs> white Piccolo. <laughs> don't laugh too hard, Paul. Clear You're Master Piccolo? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> awesome. He seems to enjoy that a little too much. Yeah, but if I was to do anything Piccolo-related, I just imagine that um, the power of Christopher Sabat's beard and uh, flat cap would teleport him to my house and allow him to punch me in the face. <laughs> hey, that's what we want to do to Paul all the time. 
I'm surprised. I'm surprised you said Master Roshi. I was I was thinking more. Uh, somebody oh, fine. else. Fine, you can play along if you want. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was thinking somebody else. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, he takes what, credit really? for every. No, no, no. He takes credit for every time that there's a victory on Earth. Oh, you want to be Mr. Mr. Satan. Mr. Satan. There you go. <laughs> I'm well, surprised. Actually, uh, I'm like, that um, is accurate. Oh, yeah. Mr. Satan has a full head of hair. Fine. You could be Mr. Satan, too. <laughs> hey, I'm perverted and take credit for everything at the same time. Sweet. Yeah, yeah we won't make it. Yes, we're at it. <laughs> so anyway, I think we've thoroughly stripped mind yes. of this topic. Yes, we have. Yeah. So, Please check out the article if you're at all interested and give us your comments. On the front of the Tsunami Faithful uh, homepage, you should not have any trouble finding it. Nope. Now, because we don't have any recaps, we're going to go ahead and get into the news. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. First, we gotta give you some bad news. Uh, yeah. Those of you wondering if they will be playing episode 25, the OVA episode of Kill a Kill, the answer is no. According to Jason DeMarco, they did not acquire that when they got the series, and they will not be acquiring it. Well, you know, there's pre- there's precedent for single episode OVAs like that. I mean, remember, I remember getting questions a lot about, hey, when are they going to show Sword Art Online Extra? And it said... Uh, first of all, why? <laughs> Secondly, because <laughs> it's just half an hour of navel gazing and half an hour of recapping what you already saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I was kind of hoping for the Kill a Kill OVA because back when it was Adult Swim action, they did play the OVA episodes of Dorarara. But mm. sadly, that, you know, deals are deals. That's just how it works out. So if you want to see the episode 25 OVA of Kill a Kill, buy the Blu-ray. It's on episode five. It's on uh, volume five. Mm-hmm. Or if you're one of those fan, if you're like uh, Alex on Twitter and have one of those uh, fancy schmancy region free Blu-ray players and don't want to pay the Aniplex tax, you can always buy it for the uh, in- the uh, British version from all the anime. Yeah, that is a popular thing to do. <laughs> And I, I do not disagree with these methods. <laughs> Wonder how many pounds did he pay for that? And uh, I don't remember how much how much uh, quid he dropped on it. But it was but... certainly less than whatever it would have cost to collect it in the U.S. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. So uh, let's get to the good news. That's the good news. It was briefly mentioned on last week's podcast as something I threw in last minute. Was that Toonami has another show coming? From Sentai Filmworks, and this one is Parasite the Maxim. Parasite, Parasite the Maximum Body Horror. <laughs> so let me let me set this up briefly. Apparently, and I don't know why Sentai Filmworks didn't keep this under wraps until the last minute, but um, there was a random person at Anime Expo. They were walking along and saw this food truck with parasite the maxim on it and 
oh, look, it says, watch it on Toonami this fall. So he snapped a picture, and it made its way to Toonami News, and I went, um... (laughs) Jason, care to clarify? (laughs) I'm like, Jason, you may want to see this. (laughs) Within about 10 minutes, he's like, well... I guess we can't keep this under wraps. <laughs> yeah. Jason this, was probably like, oh, are you kidding me? Moments, and, and, you know? and apparently this was supposed to be announced at the Sentai Filmworks panel later that day anyways. But mm. yeah, we were we were the first ones kind of to break that news. Um, I, I, I think Mr. I'm, Strongo I'm, that got that tweet out, I think. Yes. yes. <laughs> he broke the good job, uh, good eyes, and uh, thank you for forwarding it to us. Yes, thank you. Um I do want to say, Sentai Filmworks, I love you right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't remember any, since Toonami's been back, I ha- I don't remember any other anime company, and I could be wrong, that's come out and been like, hey, we're going to plaster this all over a food truck. <laughs> no, definitely not a food truck. The most I've ever seen is uh, Anaplex has those little card things for their Blu-rays, yes. and you see as uh, seen yeah, on Toonami or watch on Toonami on that kind of thing. Right. And you have them on the websites at Funimation and Anaplex and and what have you. But definitely not uh, big advertisements on food trucks. <laughs> right. Well, here's, a, here's something for you. We're also talking about a company that brought a tank to AX to promote Girls in Ponzer. Good point. So, yes, that yeah. legitimately did happen. They, they like to show it up big. Mm-hmm. Like to oh, go Sentai, go, Sentai Filmworks, go big or go home. Well, I, I think, um, and I don't know if you saw this sketch, but um, Soulful Chris put up the uh, the funny tweet about this. That oh, yeah. Sentai Filmworks from, from, went from first base to all the way to like a full-on relationship, basically, with uh, Toonami. So it's just like, oh, yeah, we gave you this show, but now you're going to have this show, too. It's like, oh, Yeah, okay. from first base to close up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> or something along those lines i i cannot repeat the hilarity that was in uh soulful chris's yes. tweet that was that was and jason wasn't quite sure how to react to that one no he wasn't that was that was the funnier part about the whole thing he's like huh, huh? <laughs> come on jason you're he was probably adult. taken aback by the fact that their newest acquisition was on a food truck as well yeah that's yeah, everybody thought it was an ice cream truck at first it so, well, no, I mean, there were it's shaved it's ice. not the first time I've seen food trucks at uh, cons. I mean, there were tons of them at you know, when I went to Anime Matsuri in Houston. So well, I, I'm going to I'm going to say that I'm going to say this again. You know, with Sentai Filmworks coming on board now, a lot of possibilities are out there. And this is just another one of them. They um, just have to do well. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you know, this is going to relate back to the topic that we're going to get to later in the podcast. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, so now that we have talked about the amusing method in which this news was broke, we're going to actually talk about the series a little bit. Now, I personally am very excited that Parasite is the next Sentai Filmworks show to come to Toonami. I gotta be honest, it was maybe the only Sentai Filmworks show that I really wanted to see on Toonami, at least recently. And the show is one of my favorite series from last year. The turnaround is fantastic. We're getting it roughly a year after it started in Japan. And that's becoming a bit of a trend, I I have noticed. And it's interesting because it's adapted from a manga from the 90s. So the story is very 90s feeling. 
obviously because that's when it was written it's slightly modernized and there's there's various things that are modern about it and the some people don't like the change of the character designs but having never really seen the original manga uh, i didn't have any opinion one way or the other regarding that but it's an interesting story about this invasion of parasites not really entirely sure where they come from that comes down upon maybe not all around the world but at least in a fairly big city area and one of them tries to enter this guy shinichi and they always go for the head that's how they gain control of the entire body but if they are unsuccessful at reaching the head then they'll just assimilate whatever part of the body they are stuck in in this case it ends up in his right hand he doesn't realize this right away which makes for some amusing moments in which his hand is doing things that he is has no control over whatsoever but eventually he realizes that he has an alien in his hand, or rather his hand is an alien. And it can do some <laughs> remarkable things. <laughs> oh, I, I bet it can. <laughs> and because this is a new species, uh, they generally get along with each other. But if they know that somebody is not fully assimilated then they will try to kill them, which, of course, causes a lot of problems for Shinichi and Migi, his alien friend. Well, not necessarily an alien. Like like I said, it's, it's not necessarily stated, at least in the animated series, where these things come from. They seem to have come from the sky, but that doesn't necessarily mean they came from space. And I gotta say, it's, uh, it's a really interesting show. It's got some fantastic action sequences. It's animated by Studio Madhouse, so it looks darn good. It's going to be, then it's going to be an action showcase, because that's just what Studio Madhouse does. Yeah, but there's also a lot of time spent just getting to know the character, getting in his headspace, and there's a lot of psychology going on within the show. So it's, it's not just all action in your face, but there's, Plenty of good action. It's actually very similar to an American sci-fi as opposed to what you would expect from a Japanese one. So I think a lot of people are going to dig it, and I hope that it does well. Anybody else have any other thoughts that they want to share on the arrival of Parasite? I think it's awesome, man. Not to mention that it does have a whole bunch of comedy in it, too, at times. Just when you really do need the funny stuff, though. So takes away from the seriousness at times and another dub premiere for Toonami. yes uh sentai doing the uh old uh, using the old method of uh showing it on Toonami before they put it on uh, home video which they are also yes. seemingly doing with the comic i kill yes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm really excited to see this this is another one i haven't seen before so it's like a treat watching it on Toonami. you know i'm really looking forward to that yeah, I think folks are going to yeah, like it. Thanks. There's, uh, there's a lot of layers to it. There's, yeah. It does gut punch you with drama every now and then. It, it definitely does that. But yeah, You know I hate your sketch because you got me to watch the damn show. <laughs> well, it how was one did of the fun shows that you didn't abandon. I watched the whole thing. Oh, okay, good. You know. But, you know, you, you know, this was one of the shows you didn't leave me hanging on with. Oh, pfft. I've left you hanging on maybe yeah. one or two shows. You're not supposed to do that to me. I'm sorry, Bay. 
I'll be better. Okay, buddy. No, 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 be here. No, no. <laughs> I don't be Hank. Jen, Jen's very territorial. <laughs> yes, I am. He was my. But have I will. Oh. <laughs> um, I need an adult. <laughs> I need a different adult. Oh. <laughs> we have just a few comments from people chiming in out in the Twitterverse and the emails. Uh, this first one, a short tweet from Derek Sicknick. Sentai is pulling the trigger confidently, I see. Parasite and a comic kill airing in the fall. Me likey. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And now we have an email from Dragonzord1993. Hello, TFP. Dragonzord1993 here. At the time I'm writing this email, Paul Pascrillo just earlier today posted an article about Parasite the Maxim coming to Toonami in the fall. For my quick two cents, I think it's awesome that Toonami's getting two Sentai shows that are dub premieres, even though neither of them are High School of the Dead, which is one of my absolute favorite anime shows ever, and I hope Toonami picks up in the future. Here, here. <laughs> I do. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Me too. Jim has to say it. Jim has to say it. Ass, titties. Ass, ass, and titties. <laughs> okay, Those tiggle things. <laughs> In the comments section for the article, fellow emailer Inuyasha-san87 said Parasite would probably be replacing Sword Art Online 2 when the show ends. While it may be too early to speculate, if it does end up happening, it brings up what I think is a good question. What's happening with Anaplex? I doubt that Toonami would give Anaplex the boot after only four shows, five if you consider SAO2 a separate show. My theory is that since SAO2 and Attack on Titan are ending their runs roughly at the same time, give or take an episode or two, it looks like they will probably end the same week. Toonami might bring back an Anaplex show for reruns at 3am. My personal preferences for such would be either Gurren Lagann or Kill a Kill, though I wouldn't mind SAO Season 1 either. I'm not exactly a fan of Blue Exorcist, though that could also be possible. Again, it might be early for speculating, but still, what do you guys think will happen? Thanks for replying, and happy 4th of July, and as Toonami and Michiko and Hachin are now teaching us, always remember to blow a hole in them tiggle biddies. At least once every Saturday. <laughs> hmm... I think well, Kill a Kill taking 3 a.m. is a pretty likely proposition. Considering how well it's done. And you know what? I they would not be opposed to Kill a Kill rerunning. About it. Like, I, I well, had no expectation that the, when Toonami was asked what their uh, favorite shows were at the time, that so many of them would gush about Kill a Kill. Yeah. So, yeah, that could definitely happen. Um, they elect to go that rerun route. Right. Well, I'm gonna. I'll talk about this during the topic because I think I think this definitely relates to what we're gonna talk about tonight. I don't think that um, Toonami will end up not having any Sentai shows because remember they don't have any Viz shows right now. At least I don't think they you do. Mean you mean Anaplex? So, and they have Naruto. Or, oh yeah, that's right. They have Naruto, and they'll probably have Naruto forever. But um, yes. considering how well Anaplex's stuff has done, I can't see them not giving a slot to. Um, uh, not giving a slot to uh, Anaplex because they have two right now. And uh, I'd like to think that, um, hmm, 20 weeks, yeah, so I'll probably carry us to the end of the year for uh, Michiko and Hachin, but yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say at well, this point, but, you know, 
if there's one thing we've uh, seen recently is that tsunami uh, announcements will come from when, whenever, wherever, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm the really next thing scared. You, the next thing you know, you're going to see a plane going above, uh, you know, major cities saying this show now, uh, yeah, this show airing on tsunami this I mean, time. <laughs> I mean, you got you got them coming up at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend and it's like, oh, we have announcements this weekend, too. It's like, what could you even announce now? <laughs> yeah, the, Jason. Yeah, Jason's like. Okay, so I know you guys like announcements, and we have lots of announcements. <laughs> Just gonna be like, oh my god, really? <laughs> like, what are you announcing now? Jesus Christ! First of well, all, we're gonna announce that Tsunami uh, has. No, no, no I'm not it. disappointed. It's just like, it's like, oh my god, like. Are we gonna get like showered with all these like announcements now, or is it just gonna be like, like I, I hope it's not like they they build it. I, I hope it's not like something like people don't want, and that that's just gonna disappoint a bunch of people. No, it's going to be no. It's like so um, we're gonna start announcing tsunami uh, sponsored healthcare. Tsunami is we've officially taken over all of the health insurance exchanges in the entire country. So you buy your health insurance through us. Just kidding, it's free. <laughs> Even better, the Church of Tom. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah there we go. Drill. All of our say like, we have opened the Church of Tom. You can donate to it, and all of your donations are tax free. <laughs> Durell, Durell, we've we've done this before, so redefining tsunami faithful. <laughs> as tom came out of the absolution <laughs> and lo did tom say unto thee tsunami's back bitches <laughs> in the book of tsunami revelations 3-1 there we go and i know that come down high of, of the absolution i shall smite thee and create <laughs> a new world of tsunami so say of tom and the church said Amen. Tsunami's back, bitches. <laughs> now we shall sing this famous hymn by Richie Branson. Tsunami's back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jarrell. You're welcome. Thank you, Brother yeah, Darrell. Like... <laughs> oh, no, I try. Praise Tom. Now on to the ratings. Before we, we broke Jim. We broke Jim. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> yeah. This streak is over. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, obviously this will be coming out before Tsunami makes their announcements, so we're not planning on inserting any uh, extra announcement news in here. So you'll just have to wait, maybe. It was last not week many was a special days. case. Don't get used to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On to our usual news, which includes the ratings. The ratings for June 27th, 2015. The 18 to 49 ratings are as follows. Dragon Ball Z Kai, 726,000. Kill a Kill, 558,000. Michiko and Hachin, 490,000. Sword Art Online 2, 428,000. Naruto Shippuden, 406,000. One Piece, 339,000. And Attack on Titan, also 339,000. Might, might I say, Sketch, these, these ratings are extra campy tonight. That wouldn't be what I would say, but let me continue <laughs> on to the total viewer ratings. Dragon Ball Z Kai pulled in 1,225,000. Kill a Kill, 1,003,000. 
Michiko and Hachin, 846,000. Sword Art Online 2, 736,000. Naruto Shippuden, 660,000. One Piece, 531,000. And Attack on Titan, 546,000. Now, the 18 to 49 are okay. They're not as good as they have been lately. I mean, it's weird because the week before, like, everything did really well, except for arguably Dragon Ball Z Kai. And this week, Dragon Ball Z Kai is back on top by a far margin, and everything did mm, okay to maybe a little low. So, that's unfortunate. Hopefully the music in the background will make us all feel can. Hardy har har har. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have ideal recording solutions situations. <laughs> At least it's not construction. <laughs> and I'm not recording in my bathroom. Here's the trending for the 4th of July weekend. It was a Dragon Ball Z Kai marathon, and sure enough, Dragon Ball Z Kai did indeed trend. I'm going to look up the exact times that it trended. Uh, 11.17 p.m., 11.37 p.m., 12.14 a.m., and 12.37 a.m. I'm pretty sure those were all Pacific Standard Time. So, sadly, it did not trend throughout the entire night, but got a few times. Well... There was a good reason why I didn't trend the first half of the marathon, because something else using the name Dragon Ball was trending worldwide at that point. Was it really? Uh, yes, Dragon Ball Super was actually reported to us as probably around between midnight and 12.30 a.m. trending worldwide, so that kind of disrupted some things a little bit. Uh, also, Aaron from Attack on Titan trended at one point. Yeah, that was during the um, West Coast feed. The tweet counts are hashtag DBZKai, 3,435 tweets, and hashtag Attack on Titan, 1,176 tweets. All right, that is the trending, and uh, hopefully when we return to the regular schedule, we will get back to trending every show. Now that will do it for the news. As, once again, we do not have any recaps, we're just going to go ahead and get straight into what aired this week on Toonami. And this week's goodie was a lengthy review of The Witcher 3. And people are really liking the banter in that one. You get a a lot of back and forth between Tom and Sarah on this particular review. (laughs) So, I highly recommend that you check it out. Uh, Is that one posted on our website right now? It, it will be by the time this podcast is up. Um, isn't it Witch, The Witcher 3? Um, I can't think of the rest of the name, but it's it's not the, the actual... It's not the main game. It's the kind of expansion? I don't think so. No? Because The Witcher 3 just came out. Right, but isn't it... It's, it's It has um, a subtitle, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, so let's get to this week's topic and i i actually chose this topic because we do talk about this from time to time but seeing that anaplex and sentai have been i don't want to say throwing but pretty much putting out there these premiere dubs um the question arises should should we be looking at expanding the block again to accommodate all these uh new premiere dubs and 
mainly from Anaplex and Sentai Filmworks. And I'll let you guys start first, whoever wants to go first. Maybe Jim? That's kind of hard to say because um, the reason why they contracted the block to start with is because they had stretched themselves thin. And considering the massive turnaround we've seen since they contracted the block, um, really, I don't see much of a reason to expand it again because a lot of these, um, a lot of times when they have these uh, shows, they end up being um, one and done, shall we say. They don't rerun them. Uh, Attack on Titan has been a very rare case. So it's not like once they retain these shows, they once they finish airing these shows, they retain them and they stay in the Tsunami Vault. That's just not the case. Right. Uh, the only shows they've been able to do that with are Cowboy Bebop, Fooly Cooly, and uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And who knows how long, how much longer they've got Attack on Titan for? Uh, um, Big O season two as well. Yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. And oh. Ghost in the Shell SAC second gig, and the first season too. I was going to say IGPX possibly, but... And, uh, yeah, I believe they have IGPX, but now we're just splitting hairs at this point. Right. Um, I really don't think that there is much of a reason to expand the block again. Um, I mean, if you're going to expand it, then maybe get an extra half hour, but so, you know, it doesn't end at a weird time, like 3.30. It doesn't end at the bottom of the hour. You get the top of the hour. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm just not seeing much of a reason to expand it considering how they're doing. The Tsunami team has said we're happy with where we are currently. Um, the reason we got 11:30 was because of a very unique set of circumstances. The reason we got to six was because uh, got from 12 to six was because of a, uh, um, you know, again, you know, unique set of circumstances. They had all these shows, and well, they don't have most of those shows anymore. So, and they lost the most of those shows. Yeah, due to, uh, uh, due to unbeknownst to them, because yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of those, yeah, you're right. A lot of those shows they lost unbeknownst to them because they, uh, um, a lot of those were write-offs, and they don't hear about write-offs until the very last second. So, okay. um, so there we go. <laughs> Jen, I'm gonna let you go next because, well, you don't talk, so you need to talk. <laughs> okay. Jen talks. She's just been having her hands on freaking sketches thigh, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, well, she's got to She's got to mark her territory. She's got to keep her territory to herself. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, Jen. Okay, well, you know I was all about, you know, getting it expanded before in the past. But lately we've been getting really good ratings. You know, we're getting all these great premieres. I really don't think we need to. I think we're great where we are, and we should just write it out and see what happens. Because I like where we're going. I like what we're getting. Okay. That was quick and to the point. Darrell. That's how I am. Speaking of uh-huh. quick and to the point, Darrell. Mm, unlike you, Paula, it's not my sex life. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, I really don't see the need for expansion on Toonami because I'm actually happy with where it is right now. I mean, maybe an extra, you know, just, uh, you know, another 30 minutes just to, like, you know, round off the hour just to be, you know, even. That's what I'm looking at. But considering how well it really is doing with the ratings and then, Trying to stay up to 6 o'clock, it really was a pain in the ass, you know. Yeah, of course I enjoyed the drinking, like, through each, every freaking hour. That was just glorious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure was. Oh, yes. But seriously, trying to stay up, like, every freaking Saturday to 6 o'clock, which I can do, it kind of got a little redundant. And I was like, you know what, I, I want to actually lay down and kind of just go to sleep. <laughs> Not to mention, you know, you don't want to be late for church. 
<laughs> hey, I would do not want to be late for a service at the church. Yeah, you'll get slapped, you'll get slapped by your mom again. <laughs> nah, that's you, heathen. No, that ain't me, dude. I, I know. Podcasts don't come out. You don't go to church. What was the second smack for? Because the podcast still ain't out. That's because my mother didn't raise a heathen like you. Yeah, okay, whatever. But, you know, I would say that it works a whole lot better on the formula that they have now. Not to mention because we are getting these dub premieres and new shows. It actually is a little bit easier on the bundle because, you know, you have to think like a businessman, too. If you're running all these shows, that means more money is being taken out of the budget for them to acquire, you know, these new acquisitions of shows that they may want to show on Toonami. So if you consolidate it and have a shorter block but show good shows, then that means that you can keep going back purchasing good stuff that people want to watch and keep the ratings going. And hopefully, you know, Toonami doesn't disappear like it did the first time. That's just how I feel about the expansion. Uh, Sketch, do you want to chime in on this at all? My general thought is, uh, yeah, I agree with everybody else that a 30-minute expansion would be nice. I don't like that it ends at 3.30. That's very strange. It doesn't feel yes. right. But th- that doesn't really afford us more time slots for new content, which I think is what you're really getting at. And, yeah, it certainly would be great if we could get the 11 o'clock hour and just shift a few things around earlier and now before anybody says yeah but but family guy it does so well at 11 30 it does but the shows yeah. that air before family guy they do okay right. other than american dad most of them don't necessarily do better than the shows on toonami so they could take the gamble and have that hour of american dad and family guy at 10 p.m and let Toonami run from 11 to 3. They could do that. I don't think they ever will, but it's certainly something that they could consider doing, if only for a temporary experiment. Because they do a lot of temporary experiments on Adult Swim, and uh, (laughs) unfortunately, it doesn't seem like their uh, previous attempts to add a little more anime to the front and really panned out other than people being willing to watch Dragon Ball reruns. But, right. well, what you gonna do? For the umpteenth zillionth time. Yeah. So, I don't really see them expanding into primetime. It certainly would be nice, because right now, we're uh, we're full up. Uh, it, it would be perhaps ill-advised to push a premiere to 3 a.m. They've done it before, and it's worked out okay in the past, but uh, unless they really want to completely stack the deck, uh, I I don't think they necessarily should add an additional premiere to the six that they have. And that is my thoughts on the matter. Well, I'm going to bring a little analytical things into this. Um, One thing that Toonami has going for it uh, just before midnight when it starts is, as Sketch alluded to, was Family Guy. Family Guy, as a lead-in to Toonami, has been wonderful. Uh, It's given Dragon Ball Z record-breaking ratings for Toonami. Not for Adult Swim, but for Toonami. And it's given us, in my opinion at least, higher ratings to 
this shorter block that we have now that has allowed it to do what it has. I think we've done five shows at least one week since this block has been contracted. I, I, I'm not going to say that for sure. I know a couple weeks back we almost hit it with uh, Naruto Shippuden missing by like 2,000 viewers. Um, we've had a quad. So we haven't had five shows as far as we've had four, haven't we? Yeah, I think we've that's had a quad. Four. Okay, You're so right. we've had four. And um, Naruto Shippuden that week was so close. One, I agree with everybody else. We, it, I think four o'clock should come back, and I'm not going to say just four o'clock coming back just because it's a it's weird for Toonami to end at three thirty. Because yeah, it is weird for it just to end at three thirty. You know, that just doesn't sit right with me either. I don't think that should happen. I think it should be like an even like four hours. Um, and I think they have enough programming where they could fill that. Um, the question comes in and actually let, let me add one other fact to this too. I'm going to say at least seven, maybe eight times out of 10, uh, the Cleveland show that one at three thirty has not done as well as all the other shows on Toonami coming up to that point. Um, I could be wrong about that. Maybe it's closer to seven, maybe six, whatever. But a lot of the time, the Cleveland show is not doing well right there. So why not give Toonami that time slot? We have programming. Why not just put it there? Now the question comes into comes in, okay, well, Sentai is doing a lot more uh, dub premieres, so is Anaplex. How do we work these into the equation? Well, we have a block from midnight to four. Let's let's just say it's midnight to four. How do we work that into the equation? Now we have to look at maybe possibly moving ship it in and one piece back again. I hate to bring that up, but it might become a possibility here soon. You know? Um, because if we want to have all these premiere dubs and we want to get them as soon as possible, we have to consider moving these shows back. Um, and it's something that I know a lot of people don't want to hear, especially because there's a lot of fans of Ship It In, there's a lot of fans of One Piece. But, you know, even if we do stay at a three and a half hour block, you know, that's a possibility. You know, we could end up moving those two shows back and it premieres at 2 a.m. It could happen. Now, I'm not saying like something like um, Fairy Tale or Yu Yu Hakusho, which is an old show. I'm not saying something like that. Um, I'm talking about like something that's short, maybe a couple episodes. Like you know, you know what I mean, like 12, 12 to twenty four episodes, something like that. Um, so for me, expansion. I want the four a.m. I want it to be the four a.m. And I think we should have that just so that we can have that option. But you know, sketch mentioning eleven to three a.m. As long as we're getting led in by Family Guy, I don't see a problem with trying something like that or even getting just the 11.30 time slot back to 3.30. The problem is, is it's got to be something really big and it's got to be something that warrants getting those time slots. Well, I think they arguably well have so. that in Dragon Ball Kai already. Oh, yeah. And if you were to, I'm not saying that they are going to be able to do this because probably not. Because, hey, remember how well Dragon Ball Z Kai did at 11.30 those couple of weeks earlier in the year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. But let, let's let's take this one step further. Dragon Ball Super, let's say 
somehow they're able to get their hands on him. I don't think they will, at least for the first run of it. But let's just throw it out there. Let's say they actually get it somehow. Turner's like, you know what? Throw millions of dollars at Funimation. Let's just get this. Okay. I could see Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Z Kai in an hour time slot from 11 to midnight. I could see that. But that's a special circumstance. Okay. Will that ever happen? We'll see how much Turner really wants to get Dragon Ball Super when it actually is announced over here. But other than that, the only expansion I want to see is Midnight's 4. Well, that's a reasonable expectation. Also, yeah. thank you for being with us, because it sounds like you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm losing my voice for some odd reason. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that went gone. <laughs> yeah. So when we talk well, expansion, we're, we're not talking so. like pie in the sky, let's get back to 6 a.m. No. 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 No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Sketch. We need to have we need to have 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All Dragon Ball Z Kai. We'll get through this. Hell no. The best. no, no, no. You know, I, I, I hate to Is say that. that. And I hate to be like really scary thought about this, but I would like to see how a whole night of Dragon Ball Z Kai does on Adult Swim, just the whole night, and see what happens. Because if that were to do really well, I probably would be like, okay, we're all fucking dead. <laughs> that would be interesting to be able to compare how it does at prime time, the later prime time, the usual tsunami hours, and the post tsunami hours. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. I think we have thoroughly discussed this topic. Yes. yes and if you guys have, if you guys want to chime in on this, uh, hashtag Tsunami Talk back on Twitter. Let us know what your thoughts are. The time has come. We have our yes. very special interview with Sarah Hardy, one of the fantastic editors of Tsunami. So stick around. You won't want to miss it. Let's get into that interview right now. Hey everybody, this is Sarah Hardy, and you're listening to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and I have with me my co-host, Paul Pascrillo. Yep, I'm here. <laughs> and we are delighted to have on the show, Sarah Hardy. Hey, everybody. Now, I really hope, if you've been listening to this podcast and following our coverage, that you know who Sarah Hardy is. <laughs> but just in case you don't, tell us about yourself, Sarah. About myself? Okay. Well, I, um, I'm i the senior editor, well, one of the editors at Toonami. Uh, worked at Toonami and Adult Swim for about 13 years. And uh, I'm an Atlanta native. And I guess I can be summed up that quickly. <laughs> How did you get your start at Turner? I was working, um, I'd just gotten a job out of college at a small post-production house in Atlanta. Um, and Toonami back then didn't have um, an audio guy in-house. So they would come to the, to the post house where I worked 
every Thursday and do all their mixing. And over about two years, I cultivated a friendship with Jason and Gil um, and Sean, who's no longer there. But um, they knew I wanted to be an editor and I was kind of, you know, just learning my chops at the, um, the place where I was working at the time. And um, then around the end of 2001, their editor, who's now back, Johnny Ray, uh, he left to go try some other things. And so they offered the position to me and I happily took it. So, um, yeah, I started on January 1st, 2002 and was just thrown into the mix with all the usual tsunami stuff that had to be made. Um, but, uh, it's, it's been absolutely my dream. It's exactly what I've always wanted to do. I wanted to be an editor and I wanted to work in cartoons. So. So 2002, that means you probably did stuff for Hamtaro. <laughs> I, I did. Yes, I did. Um, well, well good I know job. Some of the crazy shows. <laughs> I know I got to make at least a couple promos for that. So that's when I was still really trying to catch up and learn about all the various shows. I wasn't too familiar with much of anime before then. And, uh, but yeah, I got to see a lot of interesting shows come and go, especially in those early years. Did you go to school for video editing? I did. I went to Georgia State and I majored in film and video, which was more about film theory and that kind of stuff. I didn't really get any hands-on experience until my internships and, and all that kind of stuff. But hmm. So I hope I don't ever change professions because I don't know <laughs> what a film and video major translates to. <laughs> Probably not law. Did you start video editing before you went to college? I did. I um our high school had a closed circuit television show that we that like ran every morning and oh. a few friends of mine and I we uh would make little, you know, skits and little things and all that and uh and just practicing all those kinds of things. I mean, back then we had like two VHSs and a toaster mixer and um I just fell in love with editing. Like I from just the outset, like it was my favorite part. I was terrible in front of the camera, like shooting was fine. I still remember that having that very clear revelation of like, what am I gonna do when I grow up? I'll do this when I grow up. And um, have been fortunate enough to like, to get to do it. Awesome. If I may ask a question. Please. You've obviously been with Toonami for a long time. What, what are some of your favorite uh, series that have been on the block, either past or present? Or both? Mm -hmm. Gosh. It's so hard. Like, I feel like there have been some in the olden days. I love, I always enjoyed Dragon Ball Z. Um, I always thought that show was a lot of fun, but it was also so fun to cut promos for. Um, big O I loved and Fooly Cooly. Those were two of the first really big, um, like, trailer-type promos I ever did. So those were – those hold a special place in my heart. But – um. But I always enjoy, like, I don't know, I, when Thundercats came back, I was excited because that was, like, one of my favorite shows as a kid. I don't think it was, you know, it just hold more, held more of a nostalgic thing for me than, than anything else. Um, and then right now, like, I'm, I really like Attack on Titan, but I think, I think I just will always lean more towards the really cartoony cartoons like Dragon Ball um, and, uh, and those more bold, boldly colored and action-packed overlap attack on titan or even a uh, sword sword art and all that kind of stuff so currently stuff like kill a kill and one piece i like kill a kill and i like one piece unfortunately when for most of the time that we've been airing them i've been kind of 
working off onto uh, Adult Swim stuff. So I haven't gotten to really watch those kind of from start to end and really delve into them. Usually when I do work with those, it's more like, hey, we need a promo and I'll just watch, you know, five episodes that, you know, are airing around that time. And so I have no context of what the hell's going on. Um, you know, I've certainly probably watched enough One Piece. I can always kind of get an idea of, you know, that premise. And But, yeah, I just had to pick up Kill la Kill when all the students revolted and there was this huge revolution going on. I was like, ugh. <laughs> it's so hard to follow these shows sometimes if you just dive in somewhere in the middle of the of the storyline. Yeah. But they're both good. They're a lot of fun. They're, you know, they're, they're one piece I love does kind of, is still that cartooniness like uh like Dragon Ball Z that I like um a little slower for my tastes but I know that's kind of how anime tends to go and get those filler arcs and whatnot mm-hmm. speaking of Adult Swim are there any promos out there that you've done that people may have not noticed like is, is there one that you're like really proud of that people may have not noticed huh for Adult Swim I don't I don't think so no, I guess I don't know. I wish I could. I was really like I guess I guess enough people know that I did the Shia LaBeouf motivational thing that's going out right now, um, and that was one of those things that I don't normally seek seek the credit or attention for. But after a while, I was like, no, I was like no, 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 I want people to know I did that one. That one I'm proud of. That one's really cool. <laughs> like don't just take blank credit for it, Adult Swim. That was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks. It's, it's usually when when a promo that's on Toonami all of a sudden makes it onto the YouTube channel of Adult Swim, it's like, okay, I think this is a good one. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't think of anything. Normally, uh, yep, no, sorry. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I feel like I go into this this mode that when I work on a promo, it's like it's my entire life, and I work on it, and I'm it's my life, and then once it goes out onto air I move on to the next thing and I just move have this almost removal from it like all right that one's out the door time to move on to my next little baby um I really liked the ladies of Toonami promo I mean I, I don't know that it necessarily didn't get recognition or anything that was one of those that was one of the first ones that I ever created completely on my own and um uh, I don't know. So that was just kind of a lot of fun. That one took me months and months of slowly culling sound bites and good shots and all that kind of stuff, and then making that. So that was kind of one of the ones that I was most proud of. But uh, and then, what's the, oh, but the Evangelion promos are probably two of my favorite ones because those were ones where Jason was like, "We need a promo," and those were when we started initiating the no script policy. So then that was really me just creating something com- entirely from scratch. And, uh, and now that's kind of how we do most of our promos now. Um, but back then it was fairly groundbreaking. So those will always remain in my heart as like kind of the biggest undertakings I'd done in a while. Hmm. So would you say that you regularly kind of keep in mind clips that you come across to throw into other things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, within Premiere, you have this, there's a, you can kind of color code clips for people who aren't familiar with um with Premiere and like all of my bins for all of the shows there's pink is for action and green is for you know potential homilies purple is for you know some maybe some pet project I have in mind so I'm constantly as I'm watching any show thinking in terms of 
great great action sound bites for you know criminal threats or you know potential homily like this is a really great sound bite maybe try to look and see if you can find other stuff along that similar vein so um but yeah when whenever i'm and when i'm listening for music i'm listening for ass kicking things i'm listening for really inspirational things that maybe have a really cool interesting beat uh it's kind of almost tiring at times because you're constantly thinking in these larger terms for projects down the road um, just to be more efficient and um, be able to have like a, an arsenal of things at the ready if they ever come to you and they're like hey we need a music video or you know we need another criminal threat so there's a lineup promo to do in a couple weeks so um, yeah whenever I'm watching anything you know, whenever people are like, oh, you watch cartoons for a living. I was like, well, I don't sit back with, you know, a bag of chips and watch cartoons. Like it's, I'm constantly <laughs> watching it and investigating it and, and trying to pull whatever I can from it. So, I mean, it's still watching cartoons for a living, but it's, uh, but with know. purpose. <laughs> and there's nothing better than getting exactly. paid to watch cartoons. So well, there may be you know. one thing better and, and that's getting paid to play video games. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that is, that is the highest level you can hope to ever reach one day. <laughs> Actually, speaking of cartoons, um, you were part of uh, IGPX when mm -hmm. when it came to fruition. Uh, what was your part? What was your part in that? And um, what what did you what kind of things did you help to make that happen? Well, when we got the Japanese uh, mixes. Some of the scenes were a little long, and so Jason and I would go in, and we did some very minor editing just to kind of tighten stuff up. Um, and then that was actually another big thing that – another first for me where I completely rescored um, all the episodes with uh, music from Ninja Tune, which was our only label back then. And uh, So that was, that was a big growing experience for me. And then I did all of the um, previously on and next time on – promos at the heads and tails of all the shows. Um, and then of course made all the launch promos and everything. And uh, that was all we did on our end. You know, they did all of the English dubs out in LA, um, the, Eng the uh, American actors. But but that was another really, really cool experience. And that show was was so fun. It was kind of disappointing that it didn't take off like it like it did but I felt like you know it it was it was successful. You know, I made mean, that was probably what we shot for. I mean it was moderately successful show that you know people still watch and enjoy and and so that you know to be a part of something that was that they created from scratch was was really was really cool and that was early on in my days when yeah i was just absolutely blown away by the kind of cool things i was getting to do working at toonami Here, here's another question and i don't know again i i don't remember exactly uh what was involved with uh big o season two but did you guys ever have any – I know that you guys obviously put money into it, Adult Swim did, to get season two and whatnot. Did you guys have any involvement in that at all, or was that just the uh, the distributor that did that? That did what? I'm sorry, I broke up. Like, edit, like editing. Like, did you guys have any editing uh, with the show at all, or was that just you guys – that was just the distributor? Yeah, we – um. When we would get the final, like, they would they would make the episodes over there, and when we would come back, I mean, we would maybe cut out a few seconds of a scene, or uh, 
No, I don't, I don't think we ever did any full scene lifts or restructuring of episodes. I mean, I know we never did anything that large. So mostly, yeah, everything kind of just came from from Japan, from the distributor, and we just kind of trying to tighten up a little bit and um, and then rescore it and send it off to air. But yeah, that was uh, that was about the limit of our involvement. I seem to recall Big O's season two had a different opening were you guys at all involved in in that opening sequence huh i don't think we were because that was that's having to reach back a little bit i can't recall off my head because i don't think that we made original opens for big o i'm afraid i can't I, I don't remember that i'm inclined to say that that was probably something from the distributor as well mm. yeah probably <laughs> But who knows? I mean, I just cranked stuff out. Back then, we were making like six, six and seven promos a week, which <laughs> just sounds inhuman to look back on that now. But <laughs> we were a real crank factory. Could you kind of go through the general process for making a promo? Sure. We, we have kind of weekly meetings. You know, we, so we kind of try to plan stuff out. Um, usually we shoot for for one or once since Toonami began, um, we shoot for one piece of original content every week. And uh, so you, normally we have those planned out for a few weeks in advance. And something like Criminal Threats or a music video, um, it's just kind of like I said, you just go forth. Uh, <laughs> I, I just try to I find some music, maybe something that um, just sounds really interesting or start with some sound bites that I've been kind of, you know, pooling and um, just, you just start hacking away and um, trying to see what something create, you know, try to create something. And um, sometimes it works and sometimes you kind of have to back up or Jason will change a music track and take, usually the promos take, tend to take about three or four days. So yeah, it's just, you know, pick some music and then start setting sound bites and action and graphics, or excuse me, like an action shots to it and, uh, send it out, show it to Jason and Gil to approve, and if they do, send it on to Brent to mix, and uh, then it's done, which is the most simplified version I've ever heard in my life. Somewhere along in there, normally if I hadn't already clipped shows, um, you know, that's part of it, and that can that can take a while um, just to make sure you have a lot of really good clips to, to work, choose from. Normally, whenever I have any downtime at work now, I just watch episodes and clip to try to stay ahead um, of any kind of projects like that and just to stay abreast of what's going on within the shows. And I know a lot of people don't like that we've gone down to just a three-and-a-half-hour block, but it has made things so much easier <laughs> for us in terms of, uh, of trying to just stay ahead of um, the episodes and what's going on and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, normally, you know, if you had a writer, you would have a script. Um, and some sometimes certain writers will even have shots and soundbite ideas, and it makes things a little bit easier. But um, it's not as creative on, on our end. Um, in a real place, you would have script, and then they would pick music, and then work, and send to people. Um, but yeah, ours is just kind of, go for it. Pick some music, pick some things, send to Brent, get to air. Now I have I have one other question. For those people that are interested in getting into the industry, what are what do you suggest they should do on their path to being an editor? Let's see. Well, I think it's important to kind of to to, to work in some you know as, the other aspects of of production and post production. You know, um, 
learn how to, to shoot so that you can have an idea of what you want to, you know, what works and things like what, what, um, you know, having varied shots and working with different angles and getting multiple takes and all that kind of stuff. So you get an idea of, um, what as an editor, you know, makes things look better on the post side. Um, and then of course, just, just practice, practice, practice. Uh, it's never been easier to be an editor, which is unfortunate for existing editors like me. But when I started working, I mean, the only editing machine out there was Avid and it was very expensive and very hard to find. Uh, I mean, now, you know, you can premiere with Premiere, with Final Cut, with iMovie. You can just start working with family videos or you can take cartoons and just make promos like so many of our, you know, fans do uh, and send to us. Uh, but that's it. Well, that's what I did when, when I was an intern. I would just sit in the editing bays and just practice and just kind of learn the system. Um, it's such a fun, fun, like aspect of, of like TV or film or whatever. Um, it's, it's not everybody's bag for sure. But, uh, for, for those of us who just really enjoy being able to kind of create something as you right in front of your eyes, like I just, I love it. It's, it's exactly what I've always wanted to do, but it comes from, uh, yeah, just constantly practicing. And then in the realm of, you know, the aspect of trying to find like a job, that's just, you know, talk to people, network, be willing to do other things to, um, that might potentially lead to a job that you're, that you're shooting for. Um, because it's, it's just all in being kind of in the right place, the right time, and then finding your chance and just hooking on and, uh, doing whatever you can to make a name for yourself and stand out. And, uh, and that's how it seems to ha kind of happen more often than not, especially in this industry. I think that's a perfect place to stop unless you have any other questions, sketch. No, I think, I think we've covered the, the important stuff at the very least. Yes. <laughs> well, cool. Oh, wait, we should ask 50 times how many new shows are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. You know, how Jason, you know how Jason will never talk about what shows are coming? I know all of that, and I will tell you. <laughs> don't say that. Yeah, exactly. Yes, don't say that. We're just about to ask it. you, where is you? <laughs> how can people the, find you on the Twitter? the one thing Jason told me not to say. <laughs> yeah. Don't tell them. But I know, I mean... I know so little. It's um, it's remarkable. Like as an editor, you just our job is to sit in our edit suites and edit. Our job is not to know, not to go to the meetings where they discuss anything like that and be on the be in the know. I am uh, alarmingly unaware of the daily goings on <laughs> of Adult Swim, especially Toonami. I'm just here to make the promos. So where can our listeners well, uh, find you on social media? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, my Twitter handle is at Sarah, without an H, the editor. So at Sarah, the editor. No H after on Sarah. And um, that's about it. I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm only moderately savvy with technology. I'm more lazy than savvy, but. <laughs> that's all right. Well, thanks so much, guys. And thanks for everything you do for us. It's a blast. Well, thank you, Sarah, for coming on. Yeah. Well, if I don't see you before, I'll see you next year at MomoCon. Are you guys going to Comic-Con? No, unfortunately. No. Nah, I wish. <laughs> well, I'm right there Kinda with you. Kind of blew the budget going to MomoCon. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, rock on. Then I'll, uh, then I'll see you guys in a year or so. Thank you so much, Sarah, Yay. for taking the time. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. We will hopefully be able to have you on again sometime. I'd, I'd be happy to. So just let me know. Absolutely. Okay, bye. 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 Whoever coined the term the weaker sex clearly never met the ladies of Toonami. Are you ready, Amy? You bet. All personnel in position. Run by your stamp. Nah, she'll be fine. Skywalker's not here to save you now. Good thing I don't need saving. How will we stop him? She's one hell of a good shot. Come on, we can do this. Your fight is right here. Is that all you got? Are you this intimidated by a lone woman? That's almost cute. Hand over the ball, little girl! Take this! Oh, you're both so lovely! What ridiculous strength! Tsunami, you can't keep a good girl down. I'll take your best shot anytime you want. So how about that interview? I don't know, I wasn't there, <laughs> Right? Not fair. We had to record that they said. at 11 a.m. Eastern, which was 8 a.m. for me. <laughs> so, Jeez. as I recall, I had to wake you up for that. You did. Paul, Paul oh, called me. Yes. He's like, you awake? Like, thanks for calling. Yeah, Sketch is not a morning <laughs> I'll be person, right people. there. <laughs> yes, Jen, I learned firsthand Sketch is not a morning person. No, I <laughs> am not. Usually work nights, you are not a morning person. I say as I yawn. (laughs) I don't get nearly enough sleep these days. What's that? Yeah, what is sleep? I don't know. Exactly. I do not even know. Well, I guess it's time for that housekeeping. Yes, housekeeping time. Get on your knees and clean the floor now, Paul. No, that's your job, Anyways... Um, oh, by the way, I, I do have a toothbrush for you. It says Drell Maddox. With love, Pulp Scroll. Kiss my ass. <laughs> All right, let's see if I can get through this without dying. You should have um, said brush my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my ass. If you guys want to email us, as usual, it's podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can uh, rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also listen to us on SoundCloud, which seems to be all of you. Um, soundcloud.com slash podcast. You can like us there. <clears throat> you can download. You can comment there. Uh, you can follow us there. And we would love to see you guys follow us there. We'd like to get over 200 followers there. Again, it's uh, soundcloud.com slash podcast. Like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at podcast, And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And for all of our old episodes and exclusives, please visit us, podcast.tunamifaithful.com, for all of our episodes of the podcast, including Tsunami Show Rundown, as well as that other show that made fun of me the other day. Um, well, well, that wasn't an actual episode of the Absolution Sessions. That was an entirely different thing. <laughs> and you should all listen to the Roast of Paul Pascrillo. It is uh, available on our YouTube channel. YouTube.com backslash bring it back tsunami. I'm just oh, gonna go over to the app and press delete on that. Excuse me for a second. Um okay. 
And uh, as usual, as we always end this house cleaving, cleaning with, uh, we have a Patreon. It's it's uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Please help us in funding the podcast and the website. Anything that you could do for us <coughs> would be appreciated. Help us out. He's dying. Yes. Just exactly. take it out already, Darrell. He's Jeez. dying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't help myself. <laughs> Anyways, patreon.com slash podcast. Go there and see if you guys can help us by donating whatever you can. All right, let's get the hell out of here. Jen, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Tarzana and AskFM at Tarzana as well. Jim, where can they find you? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on Twitter. You can also find me on the Nintendo Network at RinOku95. And ironically, he's always at Buffalo Wild Wings for some odd reason. Actually, I haven't been to Wild Wings since I came back. Okay. I just haven't had had money. (laughs) And Darrell, where can they find you besides the bar? Uh, you can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com. You can find me also at ukami seventy five at, at backslash xdefm or whatever you want to call it. Hell, y'all know. <laughs> hey, you can always send me that email <laughs> at <laughs> Sketch, where can I find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. You can also tumble with me on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions at ask.fm backslash Sketch1984. You may have noticed a trend. And yes, I am also on the Nintendo Network as Sketch1984. And if you have any comments and suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to Sketch at Toonami Faithful dot com and podcast at tunamifaithful.com and paul where can they find you uh dying on my bed right now um you can find me on twitter at paul Pascrillo. you can also find me on instagram uh instagram.com slash paul and you can also ask me questions ask.fm slash paul and that's basically it for me thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast we hope that you enjoyed and we hope that you continue to listen to us. And please, if you want this podcast to be out before Saturday, when this comes out, spread the word and listen. That's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out. Deuces! Kisses! <laughs> <laughs>